Well, hello there, my friends, listeners, and fellow role players. Tis I, Game Master Dagobah. Er, um, yeah, wait. Real name. It's me, Stacy. And, uh, let me tell you a little news before jumping into. Part 2. Okay, so the news. I'm going to start by saying, isn't it fantastic when virtual tabletops like Fantasy Grounds and Discord allow us to connect, to find a story to share with friends near and far? Well, real life and time zones have caught up with our friend Ryan, or Unlucky Geek, or his character name, Volan. And sadly, he is not able to continue with our campaign. Such is life. So, hasta luego, Ryan. Until we meet again. And hello, Daria. Welcome to the adventure. I think uh, Thorn is somewhere close by. Disappeared for a moment. I'll, I'll whisper behind Bowen. I'm here, but invisible. I'm not sure what to do with this. I mean, I want to kill him, but I know that... I don't know if this is the right time. It is the right time to leave. Well, you, you've already tried, and what did it get you? I've never tried to leave. I don't know... One of them, I don't know that redhead, but uh, Nick was a real bitch. And uh, last I remember, when we jumped into the, that cavern, she was the one that was was carrying that damn stone. So if she's near and that stone is near, I don't want her to be near me. No, I, I don't want it either. If, if, even if, uh, no matter what we do, we have to make sure we're together. We'll have a better chance of surviving if we uh, take them or flee if we're together. And that includes Norbit. Our first course of business should be getting Norbit. Our second course yeah, of business is... While that door is still open, we should probably hustle. Yeah. And our second course of business is uh, doing this thing for... Elm Twinkle, because I suspect we will be able to travel to a completely different location once we're finished. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, well, I mean, I agree and don't agree. If she offers protection, I'm not sure, Thorn, that shadow. If you can keep keep it away and protect, let's let's just go get Norbit. What? Let's get Norbit. What what are you talking about? You're killing with us, aren't you, Volan? Yes. Uh, let's get Norbit. Let's do that first. What about you, Clicker? Are you agreeing? You you can see she's just randomly rummaging through that. That box with the with the wooden items that were replicated from from the slave camp, and tosses some of them into her backpack. Some of them she just leaves. Yes, yes, 
Yes. Yes, let's Give leave. Me a perception Norbert. check, uh, clicker. Who's doing a perception check? Clicker. Clicker. Alright. Twelve. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you told you you fill up your backpack as you're saying yet yeah, for sure. Okay, gotcha. So, um how are we gonna handle this? Like when Pepper and Midnight take them to their rooms, let's what, try to lock them in and Well, and then head for the portal? Look, I think we should try and head for the portal. Keep an eye. When, once they're inside their rooms, that's when we move for the portal. Um, as to whether we uh, attack them, we you know we can't now, and I have no idea when they're going to leave. Yeah, I don't think trying to attack them while we're near Elm Twinkle would be... I mean, she, she kind of woman handled you really well, Clicker. Yes, yes. She's good. Do we want to go and get Bruce? It looked like he was about ready to leave. Look, Bruce, I, I can uh, give or take him. He was rather annoying. I, I think we need Norbert. Of course, of course. Norbert put his neck on the line for us. Heavy as he was, though. Bruce was so. just a grumpy dwarf. They're never pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be most dwarves, no? Can't say I know too many, but still. Not many out south. All right. All right. Are we ready to go? I'll I'll go out and check to see if they're um, out in the foyer. If it's all clear, I'll come back and let you know. Okay. So you can give me a perception check. It's a seventeen. All right. There you go. That's a roll that you needed. So are we giving all the copper to Volan? Fine, fine, fine. I'll carry it. Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Good work, man. Move really super slow. Clicker keeps it. She's going encumbered. Coins moving around as you're trying to stealth. Clicker knows how to move without making sounds. Don't forget that all the odds and ends that were sitting on the the chest that was at the end of your bed. They sh they're inside the inventory tab of the party sheet. So if there is extra stuff there that you want to grab, like a bedroll or a mess kit or manacles. Oh, okay. So it's not everything that was in the camp because I, I kept that in my inventory, right? I just had it like under slave camp. So not everything is on there, but only the stuff that is there. Oof. Now I have no idea what I just added. Okay, identification papers definitely are not on there. String. Yeah, okay, I got the string. So in the meantime, as you guys yeah. are working that out, 
Elm Twinkle continues to, so she watches as Midnight and Pepper uh, guide Bashir and his three companions up, and she remains talking beside the tall for the tall female. And so she she pulls you aside, Daria, sorry Daria, Volga, and she and gestures towards the entrance that you have just come through. Would you mind if we just stepped through and had continued our conversation? Um, sure, but are you certain where we would be if we stepped through? On the other side should be a puzzle chamber. It's the finest, one of the final challenges to, on that path, taking that path to gain entrance into my realm. But, seeing as how you're already in my realm, the, the puzzle chamber will be deactivated. So, but look, I'd like to talk with you a little bit more. You... I get the feeling that what you're telling me is you're lost. Perhaps. I would not quite put it that way yet. It is true, I'm not entirely certain of where I am, but perhaps it is where I should be. I have the sense that you are someone... someone who is studied of nature. A friend of nature. Thank you, that is very kind of you to say that. I have indeed excelled in my studies. If I if I am to believe my mentor, uh, I try my best. Is there something I can be of use to you? She smiles as you, as you say this and you can see that her eyes are sparkling as she smiles. Ah, of course, Volga. I was just about to make a proposition. I have a little bit of a task, and I wonder if if you would help with this task. I am sure that I might be able to help you. Oh, certainly. Considered as I have... Um invaded, even though unwillingly, your realm, I do feel I am um, in debt to your highness. Oh, please, highness, <laughs> too much. You just can call me Grandma Elmtwinkle. That's what everyone calls me. Definitely not a highness. That's something for the queen. Look, I think I can help you, but the problem I have is a challenge. Did you... you seen the raven folk there? Uh, yes, the lady, you called her Quaker, right? That one? That's correct. I don't know if there... is there raven folk in your land as well? I'm not sure if, if Wotan touches your lands. 
and you recognize the name of Wotan. Wotan, you know, is one of the gods of the realm. Or, sorry, not gods of the realm. Gods of the world. The Wotan's present is everywhere. Um, and I believe I may have heard or read something about uh, Ravenfolk. However, I did not have the pleasure to meet one yet. Well, you are correct. Her name is Clicker. And she travels with two others. I tried to get another to help, but he was not so inclined. I'm wondering if I might ask you to consider giving them a hand. Oh, certainly. That, that was my... Um, that was my intention as well. I think I have something in common with those people. The challenge that lays in front of them won't be easy, though. They will be entering the realm of the dream, the plane of the dreams. Do I know what that is? You can give me... I would say... It has to be some form of wisdom check. And I'm happy if, like, you want to, like, tie it to nature or to history or something like this and do that. If you've got proficiency or something like that where it might be a little bit more relevant. So I should explain. I'm big on using skill checks. And although things like, say, medicine is usually tied to intelligence, I don't mind tying a skill with another base ability like say wisdom or dexterity like for example a toolkit could be tied to dexterity or could be tied to intelligence or could be tied to wisdom if you can give me a good explanation about why that ability would make that using it with that skill applicable so in this particular case i see this as some form of a wisdom check and i'm happy if from say your point of view of of what your character's backstory is if you say well yeah, I have a history with that, so I'd like to make a history tied to wisdom instead of intelligence. That kind of thing. Make sense? I hope. Uh-oh. I think I might have lost her. Shoot. Damn. Okay, well, let's move on, and we will jump back to you guys. So... Volan, Thorn, well, and Bruce, so you have, getting back to you, you have returned now to your little cabana area, just off of the main market. What are you going to do? I <clears throat> packed my, my cat in the same place I was last time, and I've unhooked Fang from the cat, and I have gone off into the market to see if there is a wheelwright somewhere within the market. Okay. Let me see, actually, that's a good point. It's a wooden spoke, so I'd think there'd probably be one there somewhere. Well, there's just, as far as the marketplace in terms of what you know there, being there for a couple of weeks, you could give me... Give me just an intelligence check. I can do that. Yeah. 
You Yep, go. You remember talking with Shimmer Spring once in a while, the guy who, the male centaur who runs the the kiosk filled with magical components. And you, you had a conversation with him when you guys were sitting, sipping some drinks at Brenna's shop where you guys had, had some ale and whatnot and chit-chatting. And you do know that he has, although he sells components, magical components, he has a knack for woodwork. Cool. <clears throat> so you're going to go and chit-chat with him? I'm going to go and chit-chat with him. And he greets you because he knows you well enough after having seen you. And he noticed as you were pulling up Fang with the cart. Well, Bruce, it looks like you've got a problem there. Yeah, mate, we didn't get very far. We were on our way home and we, uh, <laughs> we cracked a spoke. So. You didn't check your cart before you left. Well, I don't know. I think it was a combination of the rain and the mud and a few wheel ruts, and I think it just slid into one of those ruts and snapped. Sure, and that was... sure, sure, sure. I bet so, you, after you told me about your dad, if your dad was around, oh boy, he'd slap oh you yeah. upside the head. He would definitely do that. Yep, this is, yeah, this is embarrassing. And he's going to know when I get back home because he's going to see the spoke and he's going to go, hey, you broke one, didn't you? And yeah, and then I'll hear it for years. Um, so you like me to fix it then, would you? Yeah, if I go and take the wheel off, can I bring it to you and, and you'll fix it for me? How much is it going to cost me? Well, what do you got to trade? <laughs> I got coins. I want nothing to do with your worked metal. No, I didn't think you would. What have I got to trade? Not a lot. In fact, on the grand scheme of things, got one of those climbing potions still left. From when That's quite we, uh, right. Dark Noodles, her stuff, you know, we've got our own little bit of side businesses going on. Tell you what, you know how I heard, well, not that I, I heard that last night you'd done something quite foolish with those green pods. Yeah, that was, yep, yep. Well, yeah, got myself infected. I'm wondering if perhaps if you can help do a little bit more clearing out of some of them green pods, there's quite a few still left that um, if you help out in doing that, I am sh I'll fix that card up like good as brand new. Ah, oh, that sounds like a deal. I can do that. But uh, the the I got a bit close to him last time, so I'd need a, a, a crossbow or. A I would recommend stay far away. Use fire or cold. Fire or cold. Yeah. Either will do. Um. I don't have either of those. They're not the sort of things that I can do. Well, you've told me a might few stories that you've gone through. Your trials and tribulations, I'm sure someone as bright as you could figure it out. Right. Just consider it like another sword you're about to make. 
I'm not quite sure what you're getting at here. Hey, well, uh, I don't really know. I figure you'll be able to figure that out. That's why I thought I'd throw it at you. I can fix that axle. Cleaning up those pods, not a good thing for me to do. Okay. Well, the only way I can think to clean up the pods is with a bow and arrow. Well, you give it a whirl. See what you can do. Just remember, don't get them spores on you. I don't know if Grandma Elntwinkle's going to heal you again. Yeah, haven't got a bow and arrow, have you? Or a, a crossbow? I haven't got one. Well, I think you're going to have to figure something else out because uh, I can't help you there. My shop here, this is what my shop is. So I'll leave you pondering that. And yeah. I'll go back. Are you back now, Daria? Yes, sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, so Elm Twinkle was asking you about whether or not you would be interested in helping solve a problem. So she was... So they need to step into the dream. And it's not going to be easy, but they really need a fourth set of hands. Well, I must admit, it does sound extremely interesting. And as I said before, I do feel like I am in your debt. And the best they can do is um, kill the birds with one stone, as we say, help you and explore this place, realm. So she continues to have a conversation with you about talking about Clicker and Clicker's companions, telling you and describing who is Thorn and who is Volan, who you've not yet seen or met. And she's guided you to be standing just past the doorway. So you're standing in this now you're no longer standing inside Cookie, the guardian tree. Instead, you're standing within a 60-foot a chamber with a column that runs up the center that goes all the way up to the roof, which is also 60 feet above. And in the roof, you can see twinkling little starlights that are in the roof as she, as she continues to talk with you. And then I'll go back to Thorn and Clicker. So what are you guys doing? Well, um, and, and oh, you did your, your check. Yeah, I did my check to see if there's uh, Bashir and the others are around. So you were at the door and you were just about to open the door when you heard on the other side of the door the very distinct sound that you recognize as Midnight's heavy footfalls as he walks up. So you know that they're they're not far on the other side. So you listen close and you can hear, of course, the two Myconids are not talking at all, as they never do, but you do hear Bashir talking with the female and you hear him call her Olga and you hear her mention someone named Jessica. And you can give me a, a history check. Oh, beautiful. You remember 
when Bashir was taking you off into his carpeted tent, his little posh tent, as it were, and having those conversations, and then almost like clockwork, you would have a, a similar meeting with Lord Rishi, if not the same night, then almost always promptly the next day. And he would always be grilling you, trying to be subtle about it, but it was fairly obvious uh, after not too many of these meetings that it became clear that Lord Rishi was always prying to find out what what questions Bashir was asking you. And you recognize the name Jessica as a name that you had heard a couple times from Lord Rishi, but you never really put it together exactly who this Jessica was, other than the fact that he'd mentioned her. And, and very often after mentioning her name, he would try to shift the conversation. So you heard Olga mention Jessica as they were passing by. And you also heard Bashir mention Jessica. And you heard them say something about calling. And from your familiarity being of a city person, being from a metropolis like uh, Perkush, you're very aware that there are sending devices of various strengths that allow people to communicate over large distances. So you gather that they're talking about having a conversation with someone else that is far away. And if you give me an insight check... That's oh, 20. Shit, there you go. That's 25. Nice, 25. It's clear to you that in listening here, the tone of Bashir's voice, there is deference towards this Jessica. But the tone of Olga's voice, there is no deference when Jessica is mentioned. And you get the feeling that perhaps there is some level of equality between, say, this Olga person and the Je this Jessica person. It kind of raises your question because it, it almost sounds like, well, who is this Olga? And... Bashir doesn't seem to be giving her deference, but he defers to Jessica. But when Olga mentions Jessica, there was no, you know, weight to that name when she said it. Does that make sense? So Jessica is this person that's off-site, yes. seems to be involved with Lord Rishi. No, with Bashir. Oh, with Bashir. But Lord Rishi asked you about Jessica a few times right. in his questions, in his rather poorly made questions about what Bashir was talking to you about. Okay. So when Olga and, and Bashir mentioned as you're walking past, it kind of clicks into you now that it seems like perhaps Bashir was working for, or in part was employed by this Jessica person. Okay. And we don't know who this is. Not yet. Apart from, yeah. Okay. So foreshadowing. That's about it. Yeah. So, um, knowing that they're otherwise uh, engaged, the one comes back in time and goes, okay, um, let's head out now. There's, uh, there's a break where we can sneak out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That is, that is, that is the wrong voice. I'm sorry. Yes? I'm ready. We're sneaking then, right? You better hope so we yes. are. I don't want anyone to notice our exit. I don't need. 
Okay. So we'll do a group stealth check. Do I get mine with advantage being invisible? Yeah, of course. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Again, natural one. Look, normally I don't allow this, but my, my here's my thinking that uh, Volan's not around, so he's definitely using a hero. Fuck. I, I was gonna... Okay. I was gonna say I'm gonna use a hero point as well, but he just added one, so he's the defining factor of the group anyway, and his role with the natural four is a dirty eight now, which is still worse yep. than my natural one plus eight. Yep. So I'm just going to keep the hero point. Okay. So you guys make your way out. Thorn is, is fairly quiet, but to, to your studied ear clicker, you can make out the sound of Thorn's movements. The very Every once in a while, just the s slightest clink of a coin in his backpack as you move along, but you're focus so much being on Volan and Thorn that you're not as quiet as you normally like to be. So have you guys got your gear sorted out? Mm -hmm. I believe so. I kept my coins. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be over, uh, just encumbered. You'll just have to drop your backpack whenever you get into a fight and hope they don't, they don't run and try to steal it. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm at range, so... <laughs> of course. So you guys are sneaking towards the portal? Yes. Yes. Okay. At one point, does Volan step on Clicker's foot or something? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Volan would step step on definitely on Clicker's foot. And Clicker... I mean, the, the crunch <laughs> of this... <laughs> a muffled cry. You turn around... And actually, I will check. He'll roll a natural 20, of course. Why didn't that work? There we go. Okay. You hear for a minute Ona Ona's voice coming from above. Was that Clicker? Did you hear Clicker? And it's quiet. Volan, let's hustle. Come on, guys. I just wanted to point out something. Um, is anyone going to take the healer's kit? Because, you know, you need the healer's kit to have a short rest. And spare right. heal, heal, hit dice. Because there is a spare one there. Yeah, sure. Volan will take it. Oh, that was odd. Didn't expect it to do that. Anyway, okay, he's got it. Okay, so you guys quickly, and not as silent as you would have liked, but you quickly move down the 50-foot ramp and head across to the doorway. Just on the other side of the doorway, you do notice that Grandma Elmtwinkle is standing with the tall female. What do you do? I mean, we keep on walking. We don't know her from a bar of soap. As you walk past the entrance, the entrance outside of Cookie going through that portal, as soon as you step through, 
the portal closes up and the starlights in the ceiling above get brighter so that it is light inside this chamber not even not dim light but proper light so you can see clearly inside the chamber i thought you might be coming this way off to find your friend i i guess let me introduce this year is volga and i don't think you've seen one of her species before one of her race she is Furwalg. This here is Thorn, the Tiefling. Wait, this she wouldn't be able to see me because I'm invisible still. This tall one who looks has a look of a troll. This is Volin. I know Thorn's here somewhere. And of course, that's Clicker. Thorn is a Tiefling. Clicker stares dagger. Daggers, sorry, at, at Grandma El Twinkle. It doesn't say anything. Volga notes politely to each person introduced. Look, Thorn, Clicker, you two, Volan, I was thinking about this task I've asked of you. And Volga here tells me that She's a druid. She comes from a very far land, but she's willing to help you out and has certain skills that would become very beneficial to your task. Would you mind if she continues with you? There's a voice um, just behind uh, Elm Twinkle that pipes up. Well... You're not part of that uh, other group um, that uh, came just before you. It's a disembodied voice. <laughs> I assure you, I am absolutely not um, involved with this group or, for that matter, any other slave trading organization. Insight check that. Clicker slowly moves up to her while the two of them are talking. Or Volga is talking to the ear. And she slowly reaches out with one hand and tries to lick Volga's ear. Not not flick, actually. Just, just like uh, uh, tip it so it, it wobbles around. So, just one thing I wanted to be sure. You are five foot five or something, Clicker? Mm. And Volga, uh, you are wait. six foot. She is... She is... Five ten. Okay. Clicker is five ten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Volga is six feet two. Okay, so... Should yeah. be no problem. Yep, should be no problem. But I would... Like, as she stretches her arm towards me, I would sort of bend away. Mm -hmm. So her, her hand lowers again. You have funny ears. If you wish to touch them, the polite thing would be to ask permission. Yes. We don't have time for asking. Let's move! Quick! 
she's lo looking back towards the other ones. And is going to start moving moving past Volga. You too! Before you, you head off, so you do notice that the, the, the doorway back into Cookie is closed. And Elm Twinkle says, One moment. Please. A quick little blessing. And with that, you see her touch the thorns on her crowns. And you feel a pulse. And you can each roll uh, 1d6 and give that as temporary hit points. Ooh, maximum. Ooh, five. For Volan. <laughs> Volan, of course, one again. And two for Thorn. Question. So on your... Do we know how to enter the dreamscape to, to do our thing? Or was that something that we were going to talk to Elm Twinkle about? Yeah, you had, I'm, you had I'm to asking speak with if Elm Twinkle. We... She was going to help you okay. uh, step into the dream. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we do have to come back after getting Norbit, right? When you find Norbit, have a care. And just if you, the three of you at least, if you think hard, I will know. I will come. I don't never want to see this cat again. I understand. He does have guest right, though. It is the law. Uh, just so you know, Volga, these three, they're dreamwalkers. And if you're not sure what that means, it means, well, they're, they're new to it. But it doesn't mean that they can enter the dream. I think... In your tongue, well, in where you come from, they might call it something like astral projection of a sort. So, have a care. That's a very fancy word. Do you have a lot of libraries? Where you come <laughs> from? <laughs> no. That is for other humanoids. And... If you do find another of those chambers, the ones that belong to the Starlight Court, there might be writings there. I don't know. I don't think in books. But there should be lots to learn. I have the feeling that their writings would talk a lot about the Titans, the gods, the demigods. Oh, don't worry, Elm Twinkle. I have a special interest in those Twilight Courts. Um, there is some information that I have seen at the one we were at before that is uh, vastly important to me. I will keep my eye out for them. She nods as you say that. Good luck. Call me when you're ready. And uh, you watch as the portal doesn't open, but similar to how you had at least noticed when Dindelia, that you killed, the dryad that you killed, 
had stepped into the tree. You, you didn't see her step into the tree, but you seen the Spriggan step out of the tree, not through an opening, but they just kind of stepped in. She does the same thing. Good to know. And the three of you are left with Volga. The doorway, the small, rather plain-looking doorway, is ajar on the other opposite side of the chamber. Well, I don't know about uh, anyone else here, but I want to um, get out as quick as possible. I don't want that uh, Bashir character following us. If we can help it. Well, I agree. Let's let's move. Like if who for a moment was was yeah leading the way is now for for just another second or two standing there looking back at, at Volga and focusing in on on one of her ears and then finally she turns away and uh, forces herself to to focus on getting through the door okay so you guys you know that it's not too far uh, it was only a few hours of walking from this particular area to where you had buried Norbert's body. And that as well wasn't that far from where you guys had uh, camped. So you head out. And at, at the moment after these shenanigans, it's still fairly early in the morning. It's certainly not mid-morning yet. So I will just really quickly... So you are aware of that that's the date because Bruce informed you. And you are aware now that it is roughly... So it's the 22nd of December and it's roughly about 9.30 in the morning. Wait, Bruce actually provided something important to us? He knew the date. You guys... All you knew was what Clicker had guessed. Was that you guys had been asleep for a couple weeks straight. So it was at least a couple of weeks since you had because you went into the underbarrows on December 5th and you weren't sure but you just knew that it was at least a couple of weeks later and then when you okay. met Bruce he let you know that it was the 21st when you headed out to go get the Parganberries okay so you guys head out and it's rather uneventful it's the drizzle even continues here in the tunnel but it's not it was light rain out here it's more of a drizzle and you're moving you're moving along you are probably still another good hour before you get to the place where you had buried her when give me the four of you perception checks are you rolling for volan yeah sure i'll do i'll roll for volan that's a 19. Natural one. What the hell is going on? Beautiful natural one day. Heavily so, disappointed in you, unfussable. 19, a 15, a 4, and a 5. Clicker gets a 4, Volna rolls a 5. 19 for Thorn, 15 for Volga. So Volga and Thorn, you guys hear sounds coming from... Probably, it sounds like maybe anywhere from 70 to maybe 100 and some odd feet in front of you, there is a huffing sound. It's kind of like... <laughs> 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 
Is that coming from within Cookie? No, no. You've left Cookie behind. You guys are a couple hours from Cookie at this point. Oh, okay. So Thorn is not invisible anymore, right? Yeah, I, I appear after an hour. <laughs> you see a sort of a slightly disheveled looking uh, tiefling with um, horns that are growing back after being filed back. Oh, you must be Thorn. I am. It's a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Yes. While I was invisible, I might have flicked um, click his ears at one point. Flicker doesn't have ears. Okay, I pulled a feather. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wet willy. Do you hear that? Uh, I heard something. That was weird laughing. If I if I was uh, to guess, I would have thought it would be uh, Bruce following us, but, you know, we did that before. And Bruce is another one of your companions? Uh... No! Uh, I wouldn't call him a companion as such. Bit of a hanger on her. He helped us with a task. It's a dwarf. A very noisy dwarf. Would you like me to go check? Are you guys talking out loud? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see why not, yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to go check? Ah, I mean, I can come with you if you'd like. It's probably best if we go together. Well, I'm... I'm fairly certain I can get close unnoticed. So... Unless you want to waste another spell on the invisibility, I am certain I can manage on my own. Okay, well, by all means, the floor is yours. Flicker, in this very typical bird-like manner, stretches her head out, has, makes his long neck, and uh, in, in, in a display of Pure curiosity, she's she's looking at Volga and what she's going to do. Noticing that look, um, well, I, I apologize. I by no means want to offend, but I'm not entirely familiar with your kind. So I, I, I feel like I should ask you to please do not eat me. And said that, I will turn into a squirrel. Okay. <laughs> I will sneaky sneak my way into the um, where the sound is coming from. So, what I'm going to do, just so you know... Oh, I don't have... Shoot, I don't have an NPC for a squirrel. Okay, that's not bad. I can do, I learned that I can just drag an NPC onto my character sheet and it turns yeah. me into a squirrel or whatever. Yeah, I don't, but I don't have a squirrel inside my NPC list. But that's okay. Whatever, dog or cat. Yeah, no, no, squirrel's fine. It's perfectly right. If I had it ready, it'd be, it'd be good. But that's alright. Alright, so give me a... I imagine a squirrel probably has a advantage at stealth i don't know let's say yes they they certainly have advantage at eating birdseed for sure for sure <laughs> so give me a stealth check so i guess yes it would be using your 
No, it wouldn't be using your dexterity. It would be the squirrel's dexterity. So. Yeah, I did it. As she turns into a squirrel, Clicker Clicker looks at looks at Thorn with wide eyes. Amazing. So do your stealth check at advantage. Once more. Uh, I must say that's uh, quite impressive. Don't eat a clicker. I use the cat stats. Yep. So you scamper off quickly running into the the trees, the sporadic trees that are inside this tunnel. So this tunnel is 160 feet in diameter. The flora here rises up to form kind of like a, a cylindrical shape. So you find that there's enough trees and whatnot so that you're able to scramble up and run along the tunnel. And you see about 130 feet ahead, moving through some of the the trees on the side of the tunnel, is this enormous white furry, you know it's fey, that's clear, but you've not seen something like this before. It's a blend between a goat and a, a human of sorts but it looks more goat than it does human, but it is definitely walking upright on two legs like a human would. And you see that across its back is it's carrying this really, well, it's this huge turtle shell that's on its back and it's kind of strapped there on its back and you can hear this big white goat sitting there. common as it continues walking in the same direction that you're walking moving at a, a, a much slower pace than what your companions are moving and uh, when you say it's carrying a turtle shell is it wearing it or is it just it's strapped it's strapped to its back and it's huge you've never seen a turtle shell that big before is it empty or is there a turtle inside you can give me a perception check you notice that the arms and the legs of the, this turtle are retracted inside the shell, but you do notice that its head is kind of hanging out and it has a humanoidish looking to it. It certainly doesn't look totally like a turtle would look or a tortoise would look. There's definitely intelligence in that face, but its tongue is lolling out, its eyes are closed, and its mouth is open as it is strapped to the back of this big white goat creature. And you can give me a nature check to see if you recognize that white goat creature. Oh, cripes. Good one. <laughs> I was thinking she's got to beat a 20. <laughs> All right. 21. Nice. So, you are, you do know Faye, and you've heard about different types. You recognize this, this ugly looking goat man thing as a gruff. And you know that gruffs are really strong. 
What are you going to do? Uh, okay. Um, does it, uh, the craft, does, is it wearing any clothes? Any, um, sigils? Anything identifiable to any kind of civilization? With that perception check, you notice that, yes, it is wearing tattered rags, so it is not dressed up where it doesn't look like it cares that much about the clothes that it's wearing. So its chest and back and arms are all bare, but on its lower portions, it is wearing some ragged pants. Okay, I will sprint back to the party and turn back into myself. Okay. So I'm fairly certain that was not your friend Dwarf. Uh, I am quite certain that was a graph. Um, do you have a lot of those here? What's graph? Wait, you are you are back in your furball form, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have any idea what a graph is? Uh, you can give me, you can give me, I suppose, a history check for you would make sense, Thorn. Yeah, I'm going to say Clicker has no idea. For Volan, I mean, because there's tribal lore, let's just see, he would also do a nature check. I mean, if they don't immediately recognize the the name, I will describe what it looks like. Volan actually is able to know. He's like, oh yeah, Gruff, uh, I've, I've heard. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I certainly heard about it. It's definitely a fake creature, but uh, I didn't think they were, uh, as I understood, they were warriors and... Uh, not really nice. Well, um, it is walking in the same direction as we are. So if we continue, we will inevitably run into it. And it is carrying a remarkably large turtle on it. And there is, there is something unique about that creature it might be dead or unconscious and uh, well i i'm not even sure how to describe it but it's not really turtle uh, did it dig up norbit was it a regular turtle i have a feeling that that maybe how how big was this uh turtle well, about these big. So she describes, and it from her description, you get the impression that it was at least the size of a medium person, a medium medium humanoid. Uh, that could well be Norbert. I don't know if there's uh, many other turtles around these parts. Maybe I can convince him or her to uh, hand over uh, Norbert. It's worth a try. You can see that Clicker is almost, almost ready to just run towards the thing, but she she withholds 
that that urge just looks at you expectedly expectantly waiting for for some sort of call to action i i will um raise my hands um both up in the uh, air if uh, things like look like they are uh, going south Okay, so you guys are are going to then approach. Yep, I can go. I can take the lead. And it sounds like you're saying diplomatically then. <laughs> That's the attempt. <laughs> Diplomacy first. All right. So you guys, you start moving up, and indeed, it doesn't take you long. Moving quickly on the basis of what Volga had spotted, and you quickly up behind and you do see this large goat creature carrying and seeing the shell you know that it's it looks very much like norbit and this goat person is carrying norbit and it looks like he's moving back up the path to where you buried norbit so um i try and get his attention and say Hail, friend. Um, well met. Uh, my name is uh, Thorn. Uh, who might you be? The gruff turns about quickly. You, Thorn? No. Thorn plant. I assure you, um, that is my name. It's uh, from the namesake of the uh the plant anyway i see you have a interesting uh uh thing on your back uh are you attached to it or can we uh collect that from you you see as well that at his side is this enormous morning star this turtle want turtle if it's uh not much uh not much trouble I would uh, appreciate if we could uh, uh, collect the turtle. Yes. Friends? I hope we can be friends. No. You friend, turtle? Uh, I don't see how that is uh, relevant to this uh, conversation. He sits there looking at you for a minute, and then he looks up and to the left... And he's quiet. A few seconds pass. A few more seconds pass. Answer a question. You must. <sighs> yes, he is my friend. Where portal from? Did he ever reveal his history? No. <laughs> <laughs> the best you know, uh, give me a history check. On <laughs> a skill I'm terrible at. Woohoo! Natural one. No, another one. Well, Clicker can as well because Clicker Clicker is is there listening. Volan can do it as well. Finally, a high roll, seventeen. Ah, shit. Volan wasn't high enough. You remember Clicker? Oh, right. I made a new map so that we could I could open it up and show it. So I'm going to open a map. Is this on Fantasy Grounds? In Fantasy Grounds, yeah. Yeah, well done. So in, inside this map, it might take a bit for it to load, but 
to the top right you see the Yaw Yawajaka jungle or the Kush jungle that's where you guys are now you can see a green pin that green pin says maiden's hunt and you had heard I see no pin I see the jungle but I see no pin I see a pin for uh, Trollkin. Oh, now it's disappeared. There was one next to the Trollkin section. Yep, that's the one. So it says Maiden's Maiden Hunt. Maiden's Hunt, yeah. There you go. You recall that once Norwood had mentioned that town as being where he was taken from. Not where he was from, but that, that was where he was caught. Before we met, he was taken from Maiden's Hunt on the west coast. Nest there? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Once more, you see him looking up and to the left, and he's really quiet. Some seconds passed. Some more seconds passed. Good. Good. And he drops the corpse in front of you. And he turns towards the tunnel, towards the tunnel wall. And like so many of these other creatures, you see him step into the wall. And as he steps into the wall, uh, give me, the three of you can give me perception checks. It's a 15 for 20. Yep. 20 for Thorn. 17. All good. All higher than 15. Good. Um, so as he steps into the wall, you see for the, the the wall when he steps into it wasn't like when Elm Twinkle or one of her dryads had stepped in or when the Spriggan stepped in. Oddly, when he steps into the wall, it looks like for a moment there is a orange appearance to it and it looks like a pumpkin's head and its maw opens and it disappears almost as quickly as you've seen it. And you're not sure you've seen it, but with those rolls, you've definitely seen it. Well. I think we just cursed his hometown. I hope not. Uh, hey, uh, at least we uh, have Norbert. Volan, get over here. Let's see if we can get him back to um, the land of the living. So you walk over to Norbert, and you notice that He's breathing. He's just unconscious. Quick, quick, Volan, get that fruit down. <laughs> so, Volan, help me open his mouth. I'll do that. Okay, as you grab there, Norbit, you can give me a perception check. Actually, no, not perception, constitution. Constitution. Six. Yeah, no, you're still unconscious so they pry open your beak mouth and drop a pargan berry <laughs> into your mouth and so with this i know it's still a little bit early but this is a good place to wrap wrap it up and what ends up happening here is shortly after dropping that pargan berry down your throat norbit you begin to choke I was about to say that. Yes, I start to choke and I die. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes pop open as you choke as the Parganberry goes down into your unconscious gullet and you wake up.
Captain, he's alive! This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gregory Dog, the Hammerdog Games Community Manager. And I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vorgashelist, the Farvog Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.